you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Good morning, PTSD peeps. Hope you're well. Hope things are going well. Kevin is still with us. He's out there in Pennsylvania. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, sir. Happy Friday. If all things go well on this day, a week from now, I'll actually be flying home from a week in Hawaii. So uh, uh, I hope it's a great time, a little bit of a vacation for us and and uh, if you think about us, pray as we're flying on our way home, and we'll certainly keep you in our prayers. And today's word, Kevin, you know, I, I told Kevin big word Friday, and I don't mean big word in length. I mean, man, something you really need to look at, something that's hard to swallow, hard to deal with. And, and, and I, I came up with this word consequences. And, and, and the irony here is as I came up with this word, I mentioned it to Kevin. We were both reading the same verse. I already had it pulled up on my computer, so I beat him to it. We're over in Galatians chapter 6. We're over in Galatians uh, uh, 7, 6, 7, and 6, 8, and it says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. And so often we think that, you know, we can slide by, that people can out, you know, people who can outthink God and redo whole theological systems and be caught up in all that. And it's always the guys who barely passed Greek, you know, classes in college, barely made it through Bible college. Those are all the guys who become these great intellectuals on Facebook, you know. They're the Facebook theologians of a lifetime you know they i was reading a guy out there today you know as i pontificate i said man he you know he couldn't even spell colossians when he was in bible college you know and uh, uh, but be not deceived friends don't be deceived don't be caught up in this don't believe you're getting away with something because the bible says be not deceived god is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth whatever you plant you know, folks, whatever kind of seed you're putting out there. So if it's not the, the fruit of the Spirit, well, it's it's the fruit of something else, and it's not of God. And it says, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of spirit reap life everlasting. And, and, and you know, when I was a kid, I, I still remember this. I always wanted to get my mom the greatest presents. And I remember that it was, uh, it was, it was winter time and, you know, the bulbs and stuff they had for tulips. My, my mother, like my wife today, Debbie, they love tulips and the bulbs. We, and we, Debbie and I both love flowers. There's always flowers around the house and, and there's plants everywhere. And, but I remember I was at the hardware store, Trip Lumber, started out a Trip Hardware store in Jewett City, Connecticut, way back when and they had these bulbs that would ordinarily even back in that day would be about uh four or five dollars and uh but they were on sale for 99 cents and i had i had a one dollar bill on me and a couple pennies and with the taxes in Connecticut, I wasn't quite there. So I said to Mr. Tripp, I said, you know, Mr. Tripp, I, I have like 102. Is it possible to get these for 102? You could tell nobody was buying them. Some were starting to grow there in their store and stuff. And he's like, I'll give them to you for 102. They're yours. And so I gave him a dollar and two cents. I took them home and I hit them in the garage. Well, at the same time, concurrently, my sister, for whatever reason on God's green earth, she bought this dog called a Keyshawn for my parents. And this dog was, I mean, this dog was the spirit of Beelzebub. You know, this was the devil. 
I mean, this dog was possessed of all things bad. It would chump at us and they loved him. It had fur about four inches long. You know, it lived in the house. It would come around. The only people it got along with is my parents. And I never thought we were, you know, I'd come in the house, friends would come in and nip at us, you know, would have to kick it away. It was just a miserable, most unworthy dog there ever was. And one day the greatest thing ever happened. My parents rented this, uh, rent to own this Curtis Mathers color TV. And they put it in the living room. And one day as we were watching TV, the dog went over and bit a hole through the speaker. And the dog got moved out to the garage. And man, it was a great day. We're like, we got rid of, we got rid of Maylee was her name. We got rid of Maylee. You know, it's, it's a good day. Well, then as we got closer to Mother's Day, you know, we'd throw some food out in the garage once in a while. Once in a while, my parents would talk to Maylee. And then it came time. And one day I was sitting on the couch. And I'll never forget this. We were watching Daniel Boone or something. I remember 1970s. Things were messed up. I was just a kid. Probably, uh, you know, I'm guessing uh, 72, 71, somewhere in there. I, I, I hear, boom, you know, this big, loud explosion. And uh, we all go run into the garage, and Maylee had bit through the front tire on the old Plymouth oh. bed. And it threw her. She popped the tire, and it threw her. It was recap tires. It threw her right up against the wall that she wasn't breathing. And my brother, oh. gave, my brother gave her CPR and saved her life, you know. But it chipped a tooth. And anyway, Mother's Day came along, and, 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 and as it came along, and uh, as things moved forward, um, I, I'll never forget old Maylee. She, you know, uh, she was just crazy. I went out and I got the bulbs. And after I got the bulbs, I, I, they were all chewed on and spit. Some weird things were growing out. They looked all weird. They were upside down. And, uh, we, you know, we planted them in the yard and they were flowers. And then there were stems. And, and, I mean, life was upside down because it takes a good seed. It takes a good seed to get a good plant. So, uh, remember, it's a good seed. So, we got to have that good seed brethren we got to be where we need to be with that and i think that's so important kevin yeah brother there's no doubt that seeds are uh are the key and this whole idea of consequences which is what what you had mentioned before is the seeds coming up you know you can sow wild oats you can chew on a tire you we can do things without regard and and i kind of put that in with you know there's there, a person could just add a and, you know, with PTSD, with trauma, it can breed an anger that can cause a a poor decision making. You know, uh, Colin Powell used to talk about ideas have consequences. And I, I remember reading about the 40-70 rule and how he said, you know, whatever you decide, just remember there will be consequences and, be, you know, be prepared to accept that you've done the best thing you could. I can't remember the whole thing, but you've met Colin Powell. I don't, you might be able to tell more about it. But the idea of that whatever we decide is going to have consequences. We chew on a tire, we sow some seeds, it will come up. And the best thing we can do, the Bible says, he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. He that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. It's just a, you know, God makes it pretty easy. Again, it's a, a switch. We can either turn the switch to the things of God and say, Lord, please help me this day to sow to the spirit. Because if I don't, I'm going to reap some stuff down the road. You know, just like, you know, we just had Thanksgiving. You know what? Uh, someone once said concerning what we eat, you are what you eat, but it's not entirely true. You are what you ate last week, you know, because it takes a week to, to reap what you've sown into your stomach. 
uh, the decision to what to eat. So anyway, I'm going to reap next week uh, too much, uh, you know, the spare tire. Uh, maybe uh, Maley or whoever ought to come and, uh, and let the air out of that. But but the no, the Doug, the the whole thing of consequences and sowing and stuff is just a a, a a thing that we're so bent on. You know, I think about anger, how we can just go and just to say, I'm going to just blow up and let the chips fall or lust, the same thing. I'm just going to let go. If it feels good, do it and let the chips fall. Not good stuff. Uh, apathy, same way. I'm just going to go through life. I'm not going to make any decisions. I don't care anymore. And, you know, if you just walk in a certain direction without caring about changing the direction or adjusting the direction, you're going to eventually walk over a cliff, walk into a river and drown. You're going to walk in front of a car or you're going to hurt someone else. Those, those are all things that cause us to reap things that if, if we knew ahead of time how bad it was going to be, uh, I really think we would say, God, please help me not sow seeds to the flesh. Help me not do it in anger or apathy or, or you know, fear. You know, don't let me decide anything. Don't let me sow things. God, uh, protect me from that. It's a good prayer to make uh, at the beginning of the day, particularly if you're in trauma. Lord, I my decision maker is broken, but let me sow seeds to the to the spirit. That much I know. Yeah. And that's so good. Cause that's what we, that's what life is all about is that fruit. And you know, there's a couple things, right? The most important thing is accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior. And then I think that second most important thing and the first thing affects everything. The second thing affects everybody. And the second thing is what am I going to do with that? Am I going to, you know, whatsoever you do, do heartily, not unto man, but as unto God, are you going to live a life that uh, brings honor that grows fruit? Exactly what Kevin, saying that is of uh that is in some way there's no way we're worthy of god but in some way bring an honor and glory to him somehow some way bring an honor and glory to him and that good seed the right seed if i want to grow cucumbers i plant cucumber seeds if i want to uh you know plant the holy spirit of god in people's lives and talk to them about god i better be using the real god i i don't have to have a rock concert to talk about god i need to be able to talk about god and uh and 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 folks i, I think that's so important and so significant and and uh, as we go forward let us take just a few seconds here let the radio stations do what they have to do but you can rest sure we'll be right back with you doug will return shortly meanwhile you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements Yeah, so we're right back with you here talking about the life of Christ. We continue on in the book of John. We're in chapter 15, starting in verse number six. Uh, if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather around gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. So if we're not hooked to the vine, we die. And, and, you know, and, and give it an example of what happens to those dead branches that are hooked to the vine, they're thrown in the fire and burn. They use as kindling. And then it says, if you abide in me in verse number seven, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. 
Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so ye shall be my disciples. As the Father have loved me, so have I loved you. Continue you in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandment and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. So God's saying, I'm, I'm saying all this. I'm talking about if you're if you're not part of the vine, you're just gonna you're gonna be burned up. It's it's of no value. Nothing on here on earth is gonna be good. But he goes on to say, if you're abiding in me, oh man, just ask what you want. It'll be done. I mean, if it's godly, if it's real, if you do it in my name. And he's talking about that's where God gets glorified. That's where you're going to bear a bunch of fruit. That's where you shall be my disciples. That's where things change. That's where God starts using you. And brethren, you know, there is a fate for unfaithful branches. There is a fate for those who don't serve in God. They, they don't bring forth fruit. They don't bring forth those things. There's a fate there, and that fate is being burned up. But there's also abiding in his word, and that's where we find ourselves today. We want to remain closely connected to him through his teaching, through reading the word of God, listening to the word of God, being part of this broadcast and glorifying the Father through fruitfulness and going out and doing things, hooking up with your local church, making a difference. And boy, there's so much there, Kevin. And you know, this whole idea behind abiding in God's love, abiding, trusting God, stepping out with God, believing in God, hooking, you know, making sure you continue being hooked to the vine because God forbid you don't want to be burned up. Mm. The, uh, so, so true. So good. You know, abide has the idea of dwelling. If I abide in my house, that means I'm dwelling there. Uh, I visited my mother today. I don't abide in the house. I, I visit the house, but <clears throat> I know I'm welcome and I have a connection there. And a lot of people, unfortunately, visit Jesus' house. And I'm not talking about the church. I'm talking about visit fellowship with Jesus. We're all the same way. You know, we get, we get to the point, I say, all. Oh, you know, I'm not, I don't want to cast it too, too much of a blanket, but we tend to given ourselves, our flesh is flesh. We're dust. And we all do tend to, uh, get distracted. And when that distraction, Doug, when it comes into my life, my, my, um, my life becomes kind of visiting when things get bad, you know, like, um, Lord hadn't talked to you for a while. Um, you've been real good. And, and I really, 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 really need you. And, you know, I think we've all been through that kind of thing and hopefully we don't, you know, live literally stay in that zone where we're, um, only going back when we need him, but he's talking about, no, hang that kind of thing. Just stay there, make it the place you go. I visit my mother when I'm in town, but you know what? The place I abide, I stay there and I launch out from there to do everything that needs to be done so that I can retire back to my dwelling, the place where I abide. That's what God wants his son to be. He's saying, you know what? My son is, is the door and he is the, uh, the way, the truth and the life. He's the light. Everything you really need is there. So resort, retire back to him, make him the place you go. You know, you wake up with Jesus, his mercy in his mercies that are new every morning, his joy cometh in the morning. Even after a night of sorrow, we're, we're in that house that, that Jesus built, with his, with his own, uh, life, his body was broken for us so that we could enter in as it were. And so we, 
we ought to just stay there, you know, and, and you know, it says of the wicked that God is not in all their thoughts. It's in a book of Psalms. God is not in all their thoughts. You know what? We don't want to act wicked. We don't want to be the people that God's not in all our thoughts. We should all have a baseline in the back of our heart that, you know what? I love God and I don't want to stray too far from him in my thoughts. Now we get to this thing about relationships and we get to sing about abuse and we get this thing about trauma. Trauma upends everything. I remember hearing Doug, a preacher, he was a, uh, some kind of a, uh, a high leader in uh, a BIMI in, a, in the mission board and Baptist, Baptist International Missions Incorporated. And anyway, this, this guy, I won't name his name. He's a, he's a good brother, but he was preaching years ago, a conference and he may be with the Lord. Now he was preaching a conference and you could tell he was kind of off. And, um, and what happened is about two days in this, well, he was off the first night. Okay. I've been off more than the first night, probably. But he, the second night he said, folks, I have to confess. He said, I, I have been so distracted. My wife broke her leg. I've been taking her every morning early to these appointments. It's been everything I could do to get any time with God. Please pray for me. And you know what? I think everyone, and there was hundreds in that meeting, down in Florida, in, in uh, Ocala, Florida, I think hundreds of the people that heard that said, like me, wow, thank God this man's being vulnerable because I get that way. I get that way where I am not abiding in Jesus Christ. I've been distracted from the the closest. I've been distracted from he is always in my thoughts. He's not far. You know, I get it. We got to concentrate on our job. We better not be failing on our job with God. With the Holy Spirit, we can multitask, do all to the glory of God. Whatever we're up to, God gives us the ability, does he not, Doug, to be able to, on one hand, give full attention to, to this person that we're talking to, like they're the only person in the world. But on the other hand, in the back of our mind, be kind of praying unceasingly, saying, Lord, I need your wisdom as I'm talking to this person. I need your wisdom as I'm doing this job. I'm running a machine at work. I'm driving a truck across the road. Lord, help me to walk with you during this time. Yeah, boy. Uh, Lord, I need you. Remember that old hymn? It's so true. Lord, yeah. I need you. And, and you know, it's a discipline factor, too. There's a lot involved with serving God. And and part of that is discipline. And, and Kevin had mentioned the other day about Von Steuben. I think his name was Frederick Wilhelm. I've actually, he was a Prussian officer. And, uh, he was part of the general staff. And then he comes to America and said, you know, a lot of these guys who, you know, didn't get to command these big groups and stuff, they show up. The Marquis de Lafayette, you know, uh, Frederick mm -hmm. Wilhelm von Steubing. And, and, and what he brought to the American army to make the American army what it is and what it would be during the Revolutionary War was discipline. You know, not only was this is how we march, this is how we do when we get a command, this is how we react. We, and, and, and folks, we need discipline in the word of God. We need to be studying the word of God. You know, I don't read the Bible the way I used to, but I listen to it and read along this morning as I was in the word of God. I mean, again, every day it changes me. God's word, it, it never returns void. It, you know, we need that discipline. We, we need to be growing. We need to be hooked 
to the vine. We, we need to be praying. We need to be doing the right things, looking at the right things, plugging into the right things. And, and, and folks, we need to be members of a local church. We need to be part of that mm-hmm. body of Christ. And, and remembering yeah. the church is the bride of Christ. And, and boy, it's important what church you belong to. And you want to be in a church that's serving God honestly and wholly and righteously and reaching others and, and following God's commands and, and making a difference. And, and there's so much involved with that. And, and, and folks, this has been a great week. And we've really looked at the advent of the Holy Spirit. We, we looked at this Holy Spirit as God's way of Christ's way of staying with us as the vine, as we as branches are hooked to him. And, and Christ is going to minister to us. He's telling his disciples, don't worry, I'm still going to be with you. And I'm going to be in your heart. It's going to be okay. And, and brethren, Christ is with you. He's in your heart. He's with you today. He's going to minister to you. But open that present. We talked about that present. Open it up. Take advantage of it. Take all those tools God gives you. Nail those things down and, and, and just use them in your life and have that fruit of the Spirit. Remember, there's consequences if we don't, but there's consequences if we do. And those consequences are awesome. We love you guys. Happy Friday to you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, Understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.